with our intro and we'll start the program sex and spirituality <laughs> All right, hello everyone, and welcome to another uh, exciting uh, session of Kabbalah Explained uh, Simply. My name is Leo, I'm a senior instructor with BB B'nai Baruch. And if you're here for the first time, the goal of these sessions is really to get you familiarized with some basic concepts, basic principles, um, really unpack some of the more confusing aspects of the method of Kabbalah and get you to open up to the way we teach and maybe consider uh, joining Kabu and kind of going deeper in your studies. Uh, if you're here, if you're coming back here regularly, then you know what to expect. Obviously, uh, it's uh, not going to ex um, replace uh, studying. Uh, you you do have to <laughs> study a little bit, but it, it definitely helps to um, just clarify some concepts that many of us still struggle with. And today's concept is no difference. It's about sex and spirituality. Amazing topic. And uh, I want to say that the best way to interact with uh, the session is to ask questions. There's just no no better way than to ask questions to. Uh, kind of bring your deficiency and uh, try as much as possible to um, find it in yourself. Where is it that you have a certain lack? Bring that. That will help me open up the topic further because I can only speak so much without hearing the deficiencies of the people. So we have uh, we have um, our great friends who are going to uh, collect questions and at some point in about 20 minutes, we'll, we'll have time for plenty of Q&As. So uh, let's really dig into it. And um, let's, let's, um, let's jump in, really. So sex and spirituality, the untold truth. I, I want to start by, um, I want to start actually with a quote. Uh, it's a... Um, here you can see it. I, I hope you can see it. I know you can see it. You'll see it now. There you go. So uh, it's a quote. My head is probably. It's a quote by Baal Sulam from letter 19 by Baal Sulam. Just to give you a little taste of some of the um, some of the words that he's using. It's going like this. The matter of the unification of the creator and his Shekhinah that one induces when he has had his fill of yearning and longing is precisely like the lower coitus applied in the birth of a corporeal body. It too extends necessarily by a prior cause, namely the hardening, which is a certain measure of longing and yearning called hardness in the corporeal language. Then one's seed is also blessed for it shoots like an arrow. This, this uh, almost X-rated uh, quote is uh, definitely not for the faint of hearted. So, what's going on here? Uh, is Kabbalah and spirituality are, are are they all about sex? Is this what's happening here? 
And who's this uh, creator and who's this Shechina who are engaged in what clearly sounds like intercourse? And how come this seemingly lewd language is even connected to pure saintly spiritual work? So those are the things that we're going to try to uh, understand today. Um, this is not for the faint of hearted. I hope you are ready uh, for this. It's going to be fun. You can see, I'm sure you've seen some of those pictures before. If you've been to museums, if you, you, know, if you looked online, there's uh, plenty of examples of um, sexual intercourse, this, the whole act of sex. You can see it in history uh, from the, the dawn of mankind, pretty much. It's, uh, it was clearly, unlike m most animals, sex is uh, also a source of uh, pleasure beyond procreation, beyond um, intimacy between the couples. It's, it's it really, um, in some beliefs, we even find sex as part of the, as a central theme, like in Tantra. And the French even call the moment of orgasm the, the little death. So clearly there's something uh, bigger here at play. And there's something about this pleasure that's extremely powerful, alluring, but what is it and why to fast forward to today we uh you can see this 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 number this is a real number this is the number of people watching um some sort of sexual content online any every second so almost 30,000 people every second are watching something to do with sex so despite millions of years of evolution and the advent of social and cultural norms, people are still baffled by sex. They're attracted to it. They're obsessed by it. Sexual um, intimacy still remains uh, one of the central expressions of love. It hasn't gone away. It did not sort of descend to the animal level. It's very much a part of what makes us human. But is sexual pleasure the same as spiritual pleasure? What's the connection there? Uh, in other words, um, can you, uh, to borrow a line from someone, uh, I'm not going to mention his name, can you screw your way to spirituality? Here's another quote. Um, I'm going to read that as well. This is from Baal Sulam from an article uh, aptly titled The Secret of the Coupling of the Creator and the Shekhinah. And don't worry if you don't know uh, some of those names, that's fine. I'm going to touch on some of them as we go through this. So he says the following. You have nothing revealed in this world except by an upper copulation. And all the help and pleasure that a person enjoys in this world, if he knows that the creator is the giver and the bestower, is found that his soul is bound in the Holy Shekhinah. For it is the creator who receives. In any case, this person causes a coupling of the creator and his Shekhinah. When I read this, uh, it really is um, it, it really is uh, amazing that how Kabbalists speak with such um, reverence towards towards something that clearly sounds like a sexual act, and th this change of attitude that's at the heart of it is 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 very interesting. Uh, if you think about it. Uh, if you think about where you are, where you live, uh, where you grew up, take a second to consider what is 
the attitude towards sex where you live right now? Is it more erotic? Is it more spiritual? Is it more functional? Is it more forbidden, mystical, mysterious? Think about it. Examine it. Check it. Find in you the attitude that you have that maybe you didn't even choose that you're, you were given about it. And consider the important role that this seemingly functional act plays in our lives. Take a second, write it in the chat. Another quote. This is from Zohar for All, the Book of Zohar, Song of Songs. So the Book of Zohar is a commentary written on the uh, on the Bible, right? So this is from the Song of Songs and the, and the Zohar's commentary on it. It says, Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for your love is more delightful than wine. It is written, his mouth piu, and not his mouth piv, to include Zeranpin and Malchut together. For the letter He is Malchut, and the letter Vav is Zeranpin. And so it is written, Pihu, his mouth, to show that the Malchut is ready for him, like a woman who corrects her mouth to receive a kiss from her husband. This is why the letter He appears in the word his mouth, which implies the preparation of the mouth of the Malchut. So beautiful, so sensual, so gentle, Again, it's easy to see why people think, or at least used to think, and many still do think, that the scriptures speak of sexual acts, a sexual union of sorts. Uh, add to that all the prohibitions that uh, you find in the Bible uh, regarding uh, sexual interaction and uh, all the stories of men taking women to have sex, sex with. And it's almost too obvious, right? It's just a, a story of um, patriarchy and domination over the other sex. And it's a book designed to put the, the relationship between men and women in a certain light and, and, um, and prolong a certain bias and a certain inequality, right? All those things that we hear also today. But is it? Is, is, that, what, um, is that what it is? This is a quote from Dr. Lightman. He says, Sexual intercourse. This state is both our starting point and our ending point. We look at its final form. We see it as the moment of highest pleasure. I will call it sexual pleasure. But actually, it is the fusion of all the people together into one unique desire and its fulfillment. I'll read it again. It's so uh, profound. Sexual intercourse. This state is both our starting point and our ending point. We look at its final form. We see it as the moment of highest pleasure. I will call it sexual pleasure. But actually, it is the fusion of all the people together into one unique desire and its fulfillment. This is... probably the uh, the most uh, complete 
definition uh, of this concept but we're going to go into we're going to get into it and we're going to take it apart a little bit and see what's in it because clearly uh, if you have been studying Kabbalah for a while you know what Kabbalah is about it is about unity it is about a certain connection uh, if you're new to Kabbalah then this is a good opportunity to speak about exactly that about this uh, um, about this uh, um, wisdom that is designed to help uh, humans discover a connection with the upper force the creator the force of love and bestowal and that connection happens um, through certain work through a certain method by which we rise above our nature the nature of reception for the, for ourselves our egoistic nature where we only think of ourselves we only see ourselves and feel ourselves and everything in the world is measured according to how much pleasure i can derive from it even when i'm seemingly doing acts of giving and caring it's all somehow always come it always comes back to me that's why our reality is limited but this Kabbalists tell us was created on purpose and the creator gave us a method by which we could rise above this nature and through a certain process reach equivalence of form with the creator reach adhesion with the creator begin to actually feel that upper force through equivalence of form that's that physical law you can only feel something a phenomenon if you have something of that phenomenon in you as well if you can generate it if you can be in it if you can have it in you so the the whole wisdom revolves around this revelation of the force of love and bestowal which created this whole reality and us in it precisely so we could gradually work our way towards that point of adhesion that perfect union sorts but what is it really so in Kabbalah we speak of okay see I'm hiding some things here okay I'll, I'll, I'll read it for you in Kabbalah we speak of uh, degrees of connection in our desires we uh, start as separate entities we exist in one system, but we only feel ourselves. We feel the other only in as much as the other can provide me with pleasure or can inflict pain on me. So I know if I want to come closer to them in order to receive this pleasure or I need to move away to avoid the pain. That's the nature of our relationships. But in fact, Kabbalists, they, um, they divide this uh, uh, relationships into three levels of maturity if you will and uh, in, in, again in spirituality all these things happen in the desires we on the corporeal level also get a, a sort of a we're like a, a, a carbon copy of those uh, interactions that happen on the level of the desire and the spiritual level and they happen also on on our level and they happen also on the animate level and the vegetative level and the still level they happen in all the degrees it's all the same laws except uh, they have no spiritual function on this level you have to rise to the level of the level of the desire so Kabbalists describe these um, three types of um, connections embracing kissing and coupling so here we are again using words that sounds extremely personal and intimate 
And that is because they are describing an extremely close and personal and intimate connection, except that is a connection not in the bodies, not in the physical bodies, but in our desires. The thing behind the body or inside the body, if you will. Our bodies are an expression of our will to receive pleasure. So if we can somehow bring those desires closer, we can start experiencing these degrees. So an, an embrace is a, is, a, is a close connection, like, like an embrace in the, on the corporeal level. The desires are somehow close. They, they have some relationship to, to one another. They, they're in the same circle, so to speak. But the connection is, is very loose. It's when you move to the, the next degree, the, the kissing is when there's actually a point of contact. And just like in uh, our corporeal existence, when the kiss is this point of contact between two individuals, this point, the same uh, in spirituality, a kiss is when two desires, two people with a, a whole range of desires manage to equalize two desires. So one of my desires, one of your desires, we manage to somehow make them the same. We give them the same form, the same intention. And suddenly they kiss. That's the first point of contact. When that connection grows, when there's already a, a penetration, if you will, there's room, I make room in my, in my desires for someone else's desires to really take someone else's desires as my own, I begin to feel reality through that other person and they experience reality through my desires. That connection, that deeper sense of connection in the desires is now called a coupling or in, uh, in Hebrew, in, in Aramaic, and then also in Hebrew, zivug dehaka'a. It's already a, it's the, the correct translation is a coupling and striking because it's a combination of two uh, opposite forces. And we'll talk about what forces actually are coming into play here. But this is just to already give you, clue you into, uh, into these three different states. And when you get deeper into the wisdom and you start to uh, uh, work with uh, the, the system of the worlds and you study the study of the Ten Sefirot, you begin to see how uh, the entire spiritual system is organized into Sefirot and Partsufim and Olamot. And these are spiritual structures that represent different forms of connection, uh, all in order to, to do what? To be able to be in contact with the Creator, with the upper light. That's what this, this whole dance comes down to our ability to connect to the upper light. So, put simply, sexual desire is the desire for one quality to be filled by its opposite. So simple, okay? It's not about procreation. It's not about uh, other uses that we have for sexuality to express different things, to use it artistically or uh, to control or to... to, to to gain other things from someone else. Sexual desire is the desire to, for one quality to be filled by its opposite, plus and minus. 
this is at the heart of everything we cannot even imagine how how much everything that we do in life is actually subconsciously uh, governed by this interaction this relationship between plus and minus is what dominates everything we have uh, everything we do stems from this uh, internal sexual inclination uh, even if you in that sense freud was kind of right to, to say that everything is rooted in those sexual desires he didn't have the full picture because he was stuck on the psychological level we're talking about the root of that the spiritual level so imagine that all of your thoughts everything that motivates you has to do with this interaction it's uh everything is absolutely sexually oriented again not in the erotic sense but in the sense of these two desires that want to um, come into contact with one another two opposing qualities these um so in kabbalah when we speak about these opposing qualities we speak of i'm sorry i have to point this way i see i have my screen here so uh in kabbalah we when we speak about these qualities we talk about uh the what's associated with the plus sign okay the positive sign uh again these are not moralistic or um, ethical attributions they're simply two qualities you'll understand why one is plus and why is, uh, one is minus so plus represents the light bestowal it's the giver it's an overflowing quality right it's a plus whereas the minus the negative side represents the vessel that can receive this overflowing of light let's call it abundance goodness uh, the receiver the 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 thing that can receive all, everything that the giver wants to give so in, in kabbalah we learn how the creator who's the force of love and bestow wanted to create something to which he can bestow all that goodness that's what the creator created he created the will to receive a vessel essentially that can receive all that goodness so the creator is the giver is the plus and we are the receivers the minus so you can see they simply denote two um, opposites in this interaction it's important and why is it because these two opposites also have a corporeal expression in our world we know them as male and female right the uh, now put, put aside all the latest uh, confusion about identities and everything these qualities they come from uh, they represent the, the the inner meaning of these qualities um, why because male comes from the word gevel okay um, i'm sorry male is the word gevel in hebrew which comes from the word lead gabel to overcome Whereas female uh, is the nukva in he, in Aramaic, which stands for the, a deficiency, an empty place, a empty place, a vessel, right? So, what what does the male have to overcome in order to be somehow connected with the nukva? This is this is the question. This this holds the holds the the, the key to 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 the solution here. So. Uh, I want to actually draw um, something. Um, let's see if I can do it. Hold on, you tell me if you see it. So, let's see. 
Alright, wait for it. Okay, great. So, what is actually uh, happening here? So, the 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 creator, the the upper light, good light. Okay, the light. The creator is somewhere. Let's say somewhere here, infinity. But he's bestowing his light, and who? can he bestow this light to to a vessel so you have this vessel so creator is the will to bestow he does not have any deficiency he's only the plus and he created a vessel that can receive all the abundance that he wants to bestow uh, a minus if you will okay again it's not a negative quality it's simply the opposite of the plus and the problem is that, and we learned this in four phases of direct light, the problem is that once the light enters the vessel, when the plus and the minus uh, meet, something uh, unexpected happens. It's called a short circuit. If you know, if you ever try to put the plus and minus from electricity together, you know, this is what happens. They cannot, they, they cannot, they cannot meet the, the, the plus uh, and the minus the the fulfillment immediately extinguishes the desire and there's a there's a there's something missing in that connection and the last time that this thing happened uh something big happened it's called the shattering sh sh sorry shattering of the Apologies in advance for this vessels. There you go. Ve <laughs> oh my goodness, this is not the easiest one. Hold on. Okay. This is okay. This is very. Okay, this is where my my pen stops to work. Okay, there I go. Wait a second. Okay, so this is the shattering of shattering of the vessels. Excellent. Excellent. Um Try this again quickly. Vessel, light, this is plus, this is minus, this is light, this is vessel. Great. They need something in between them. That something is the screen. So if, if this is the matter of creation, this vessel, this desire, the collection of desires, the screen is what we call the intention. 
Now, what's so special about this? The screen allows us to change our attitude. So instead of receiving only for ourselves, we can begin to reach this quality that we described earlier uh, called equivalence of form. Right? The screen represents a new intention, the intention to also give pleasure to the creator. So I don't just want I don't don't just receive for myself. I want to receive. I want everything for myself. I don't care about the source of pleasure. I just want to fill myself and as much as possible, pay as little as possible and get the hell out of here, right? This attitude, we now replace it with an, a different attitude, an intention whereby I don't want to receive anything for myself because that keeps me away from the creator. I can't feel the creator in the current state. I'm so opposite to the creator, like plus and minus. There's no contact between us. But if I acquire this new intention, and I need to acquire it, it's not something that I just will and it happens. Oh, I'm going to be a, a bestower and it's done. No, if it would be that simple, we wouldn't be here. Everybody could become bestowers and meet the creator on their own. We need help. We need help in order to acquire this new intention, which will give our matter a new form. It will give our desire to receive, which remains a desire to receive. I still want to receive pleasure. I still want to fill myself with all the good that I can get. But I'm doing it now, not for my sake, but for the sake of the creator. I'm doing it now in order to sort of, sort of, oops, sorry, return something to to this that's my intention i want to i'm doing this i want to receive from you because i know this is what you want right it's like you're going to your mom to eat and she cooks you something and you're not that hungry but you know she she stood there on the on the stove and and, and made the dish that you loved as a kid and you go there and you, you sit there and you eat, you're like, oh my God. And even if you just had a big meal, but you're like, oh, I'm so happy you came here. I made you this. What, are you going to say, no, I'm not hungry? No, you're going to take a few bites and you're going to savor it and you're going to make her feel good, make her feel that she actually gave you pleasure. That exchange suddenly changes everything. You're not there to receive the food and just fill yourself and get out of there like in a restaurant. No, you're there to give her pleasure. You're eating her food to give her pleasure. Suddenly, she wants to give you pleasure and you want to give her pleasure. You can meet somewhere there in the middle. That interaction is exactly what's happening between the creator and the vessel, the creator and the Shekhinah, the creator and the soul. There's all, all those words that are probably here. Or... Oops. Soul and the Creator. This exchange is what's at the heart of this whole thing. And when this happens, when this happens, suddenly something new is happening here. Right here, this point. This is the point of the Zivug. Zivug de coupling in striking. Why striking? Because one force wants to give and the other force wants to resist. And it's from this inter interaction between them that something new is born. 
a vessel is born. The vessel is getting qualified for this connection with the Creator. And you start to say, you know what, I'm going to be able to receive a little bit from you. So I, I can receive this much up to here. This here, this, sorry, no, it's okay. This I can receive, sorry. Okay, no, the, great. Okay, my pen stopped working. Great. Um, okay, try again. Here, give me this light. Okay, here I can receive from you. The rest will remain empty. So, this this uh finally the from this uh, interplay between between the light and the vessel between these two opposing forces this interplay interplay inter oh goodness and this interplay this contact and no contact, I want to give you, no, don't give me this little flirtatious thing. This, this is the essence of the coupling. The light keeps wanting to come in. The creature keeps resisting it. I don't want to receive. I don't want to be in opposition to you because I know if I'm going to receive, I'm going to receive from myself. No, you can receive a little bit. No, please help me receive from you. Here's a screen. Here's the right intention. With this right intention, you can now, I can now receive from you. We can be in contact, this much contact. When this much contact happens, the light can enter the Kli. When the light enters the Kli, this is the penetration of the light of Chokhmah into the vessel. This is equivalent to the corporeal uh, ejaculation, if you will. The semen enters the, uh, the vessel, right? It, this is exactly that that mechanical process that happens in corporeality is a result of this spiritual interaction. I'm gonna go back from this board because it's not the best board. Um, so, so th this is the um, the. Oh, here it is. I have better. Oh, okay, so you, you have you can have that picture. Uh, so this relationship between this process of union of merging happens in the common desire um, of both, right, the giver and the receiver, to fulfill the other with pleasure, to feel pleasure only to the extent that uh, the will to that, I'm sorry to feel pleasure only to the extent that it will give pleasure to the other. To the other partner that's the essence of that spiritual coupling what happens is a constant comparison of common desires and intention uh, right be this is before the light can be received i'm constantly checking myself this becomes expressed in our physiology as the movement of sexual intercourse preceding the outpouring of the light of chokhmah uh, or as we call it opening inner light into the soul into the kli into the toch um, of the partsuf, the inside of the partsuf. And these alternating and progressive mutual 
movement are meant to create to stimulate a complete desire in each partner this game this little give and take this push and pull this dance this flirt all these things that we also have in corporeality all this courting and and flirting they all uh represent the corporeal uh, branch of that spiritual root uh, this creates the possibility of uh, a complete pleasure when when this level is attained light passes from the pe the the, the entrance of the pratsuf into the toh the pleasure enters the desire uh, as it's written in that quote that we read as an arrow um, hits the target the desired target at the desired time in the desired woman and in the desired place that's really the essence of this um, connection so with that i think we're gonna i'm gonna take some questions let me see uh, let me see what we what we've got here for questions hang on uh, let's see so please ask any question about that you want about um about this this topic obviously the closer we are to the topic uh, the better it is uh, let me look for that uh, document um oh there it is okay so i'm going to try to run through it um we're going to go a little bit uh, beyond the hour because uh, we started late so bear with me here let's see um and i don't remember i, I think it's ruth here ruth uh, if you can uh, kind of prioritize them because I, I don't know if we'll be able to reach to, to get to every, every question uh, that would be uh that would be great um, okay i can just okay so uh cannibal osmos i hope i'm pronouncing it right sexual act in spirituality is the interaction between the light and the clea that is uh, that is correct so um in <coughs> in spirituality <coughs> the correct interaction is this intercourse that's that that's exactly the point of contact because right now we're not in contact with the creator we're not even in contact with each other I didn't even mention that to reach the creator we have to form connection between each other that's the beginning of the of the of the sexual intercourse before you can get to the sexual intercourse with the creator to that union you have to start with a connection between uh, desires on this level this world and the, the extent to which you're able to connect with those desires around you is the extent to which you can uh, then connect to the creator um, that's because of the shattering of the vessels again we'll have time to touch on everything that's what we got to study uh ali ansari does engaging with the wisdom of kabbalah increases one's libido if yes why uh the general answer is it might why because as you engage in the wisdom of kabbalah uh, this is an interesting part uh i'll just mention this as one thing so i mentioned the words hold on i mentioned the word um gevel from the word lead gabel to overcome so in each of us even though corporeally i'm a man someone else is a, might be a woman uh, so our physiology is different we both contain a masculine part and feminine part a male and a female a, a part uh, you know that represents all our desires and a part that can overcome those desires right can say i i'm not gonna 
receive that pleasure egoistically. I'm going to try not to, right? I'm going to try to see what you need before what I need, for example. So uh, that process of overcoming, of restricting your uh, fulfillment, not suppressing the desire, but focusing on someone else's desire before that, towards spirituality in the context of a group, it's important to say. To say. So doing that, that work of overcoming, what it does is it draws the reforming light. That's that instrument that we need in order to acquire the intention. So when the light comes, what does it do? It reveals more egoistic desires for you to correct in order to connect better with the people in your group and then later with people around you and all of humanity. That connection that, that, that happens above the desire, this is a result of overcoming. This is the gather, the male part. Whether you're a man or a woman, it doesn't matter. It's that overcoming. So if you want to uh, form that connection, you have to overcome the, that initial desire to fulfill whatever desire is in you and, and ask the Creator to give you uh, this, this new intention in order for you to connect with the other. G give me that connection with the other. In this process, you then receive more desire to connect to correct or rather you're you're shown more of your desire so you start with a small ego everybody in the world has a tiny ego but as they engage in spiritual work they reveal more and more of the ego why because the creator has an infinite amount of light to give us of abundance goodness he needs an infinitely big vessel that's why he needs you to reveal that huge vessel that huge deficiency that he can fill so in the process this these uh, desires grow your sexual desires will also grow perhaps for each one it's different food sex family money honor power knowledge all those desires will continue to grow but you'll have more uh, tools by, with which to work with them it's not like you become the worst person in the world corporeally speaking but internally you are going to encompass all the desires in the world so it's an interesting process it's an adventure um, Anthony Williams, uh, how does sexuality tie into the upper root? Well, so um, I, I wish I could draw better. Uh, I, I'll work on that for the next time. I'm not. I'm actually not broadcasting from our, our regular uh, place because uh, they're they're doing some work there. So this was like a last minute um, uh, uh, effort to to make it happen. So I can't draw everything, but just think of it this way. Every patsuf, every complete vessel, okay, uh, in spirituality connects to the patsuf above it through this process. So all those structures, spiritual structures, they connect to one another exactly in the same process of um, this sexual intercourse, right? They, they raise a deficiency and they receive fulfillment. They're constantly shifting, changing roles. One time I'm um, the male, I, can, I get to bestow to the deficiency below me. Another time I'm the female, I get to receive the, um, the upper light, the power to bestow from the structure, the partsuf above me. So this interaction constantly changes. That's why this, these, uh, these roles really depend on your place in the system and what you need to do right now in order to be in greater connection with the Creator. That's what this whole thing is eventually all about. Ways for this vessel, which started as opposite the Creator, to 
adjust itself so it can regain the connection with the creator. Kevin, uh, hi Kevin. Only if we can do it for him, that is between us. Is this a sec? Whoa, whoa. Okay. This uh, new question from Kevin. Does sexual self pleasure lead to selfish behavior and harm relationship, causing disconnection from others? Uh, all those, all the uh, sexual behaviors on the level of this world, uh, they are not bad in and of themselves, except that they probably take up time and energy. So if uh, if it's a question of uh, importance, then you need to ask, ask yourself, what's important to me? Is spirituality more important than five minutes of pleasure? Or maybe five minutes of pleasure more important than spirituality? So that's the calculation. But as a general, uh, and I, I will touch uh, on uh, obsessions and addictions and all a lot of kind of the, the stuff that we, we see around us today in the world, because it's important. Uh, all those things, they... Um, they 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 represent some, you know actually I'm, I'm going to answer that because it has to do with something very important we um we live on this level and we've been developing uh, on this level egoistically for the past you know almost six thousand years and it uh, it it's come to such a level that when nature is pushing us to uh, change our attitude, uh, start the work of correction, start connecting. It's starting to, uh, it used to reward our egoistic behavior with um, greater fulfillment. Whoever was um, more, you know, stronger, more um, powerful, whoever was able to grab more was rewarded with more, basically. That's how nature kind of advanced, grew our desire. But we've come to a point where now we have new needs nature is signaling us to start to relate to things in not in a linear way of give me more but in a round way to re regain reestablish these connections that exist between us and so i will feel the same um, needs the same desires ri arise in me they might feel as desires for food sex money honor power but i won't be able to fulfill them using the old methods. And that's why you see a crisis in every area because we seemingly want more, but we can't seem to get more. We're not, nature is not rewarding egoistic behavior. Nature will only reward altruistic or efforts towards an altruistic behavior, which is what the wisdom of Kabbalah is teaching us, how to connect with others. That's the um, essence of the crisis. When we try to fill new desires using the old egoistic ways, that's really the crisis and that's why you see in every area in food in money in power in sex you see these extreme behaviors these um, obsessive compulsive addictive behaviors people are almost like hmm this this you know this normal amount of food is not doing it to me i'm going to try different kinds of food and different flavors and exotic flavors, and i'm going to eat strange things and stranger things and strange combinations only if i can get a little bit of fulfillment the same attitude is can you can say it's applied to uh, family and sex and money and uh, power and honor and all those things. You see ex these extreme examples because people are simply trying to do it, but they can't. So this was a I went on, on a tangent from Kevin's question, uh, but it's just to say uh, we, do, we don't attack or we don't approach uh, any desire directly. 
Rather, we turn our attention to what's important and we try to give more importance to the new uh, desires, to the new fulfillments. I want spiritual fulfillment. And when you do it, um, you see that connection with others can eventually fill everything, every desire, including uh, those desires we call sexual. All of them, really. All, all these compulsive, obsessive behaviors, even be, uh, sexual ones. And uh, it, it, it may, may well be that it will eventually take uh, a form of uh, a different form altogether, not of the same sexual act, and it will have nothing to do with, with the act, even though it might feel as a sexual desire in its core, because it sits on that, on that, in that place in the, in the EQ of desires. So uh, the, the, the greatest pleasure will come from the connection with others, and it won't matter that it is not a sexual act eventually. Uh, so, all right. Um, this is a question from Jelaye. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing Jelaye, Jelaye Gudisa. When contact happens between creator and created being, the shattering happens. Do we have to recreate new vessels again? Yes. The Well, shattering already happened. It cannot shatter any anymore. You can't go any lower than this world. This world is... The lowest point, we live with the perception of the shattering. I, I feel myself. I don't feel you. I see you as an object to be exploited for pleasure. Uh, and that's, um, that's the essence of, uh, of the shattering. I, I can't actually see or feel that we're actually part of the same vessel, part of the same soul. So the... Um, uh, the work that we have to do right now is to reassemble this vessel. And when that vessel is completed, and we do it in Kabbalah, we do it first in groups of 10. That's our, that's the sort of the smallest spiritual unit, if you will. I mean, you can form connections in, in pairs as well. Two is really the smallest form of connection because you have to connect to someone outside of you. But 10 really gives you the full spiritual structure, the paltsuf. And, and, Th that connection creates what we call a shechina, a vessel for the revelation of the Creator. A, a vessel for uh, shechina is, is a place of dwelling, if you will, and it's a place for the dweller, for the Creator to enter that. See, all again, all those, those th that symbolic um, interaction, one entering another. Um, Jay-Z Mantra. Nice name. What does Kabbalah say about different sexual orientations? What does this mean? It doesn't say anything because in every interaction, you always have a male and a female or a plus and a minus or a giver and a receiver. So it doesn't matter if, if externally uh, you have the same uh, gender uh, or you identify as one way or another. It doesn't matter w in the least. If you're talking about the biological function of trying to have a baby, then you need a biological male and a biological female. But beyond that, the, 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 that, that uh, interaction can happen between men and women, two men, two women. As I, as I explained earlier, we see an, an abundance of these different behaviors. It's like, if you can imagine, it's the will to receive. Essentially, uh, it's not given an, a spiritual outlet. So it's trying to derive to to tease out more pleasure on the level of this world so you know 
a man having sex with a woman was nice, but it's not enough pleasure. Let's add another person. Let's do threesome, or let's let's do uh, you know uh, uh, fifty people, or let's you know only men or only women, or let's change our gender or go this way or that way. A lot of it is an expression of these uh, these um, desires that are unfulfilled on a spiritual level. So, in and of themselves, not a problem. You can have whatever orientation you have you can derive. Uh, sexual pleasure however nature made you but spiritually speaking you still need to do the work just like everyone else uh, if you're a man typically you'll be doing it with a group of men if you're a woman typically you'll be doing it in a group of with a group of women and now most of the connection is is virtual so it's really you know it's, it's probably not even a, a, as much of an issue as it was before but Kabbalah speaks only of the spiritual relationship it's important Constantinos, uh, hi Constantinos, is the Creator the positive force that fulfills the Kli, which is the connection between us? Yeah, the Kli is is uh, created uh, in the connection between us. Uh, this is the um, uh, this is what is uh, created as a result. Uh, it's almost like uh, right the, this broken thing, and by forming the, by by making an effort to connect, we invite the light. Say, work on this, change. My intention so I will be able to think of them before I think of me they do the same and something is fused between us first a kiss then a deeper connection and eventually all these interactions create a place a vessel a shechina a soul for the creator to appear in it and everyone feels the creator in their sensation of their soul it's the collective soul but each one feels it from their own individual perspective according to their root in it um let's see talent dad daddy daddy okay interesting names today physical sex can result in a new life what does that what does that mean in the vessel uh light coupling as the shattering happened uh i wish i can draw let's see let me see if i can draw it hold on Wait a second. Okay, uh, I'm going to try to draw again. So, um, let's do this. Boom. Okay, so, it started as one, one soul, okay? One soul. Then uh, it, it shattered, okay? Shattered into... You guys, some of you saw this drawing many times. It shattered into 600,000 pieces. Spiritual pieces, not actual pieces. This is all happening in spirituality. Those 600,000, this, this is a degree of the quality of the connection. Okay, it's not one, it's like one divided by 600,000, okay? It's not going to get into it. Uh, it's a quality, okay? This quality, when uh, when the shattering, uh, the, the last shattering eventually, a, a, a spark, a spiritual spark of light created uh, space and time as we experience it, all of this world is a result of that. We eventually, after 14 billion years of evolution, got to a place where we have, again, uh, 
in a, a number of uh, a representation of all these souls to correct and in this world they are about roughly eight eight billion this is our world okay this is spiritual this is corporeal these are the people now uh, this number, by the way, uh, is really has grown exponentially in the last couple of hundred years. Uh, why? Because uh, it allows... Oh, you're actually not seeing what I'm doing. Sorry. Here you go. Look at this beautiful painting. So, one soul, I'm repeating, one soul shattered into 600,000 uh, pieces. It's a spiritual quality. And then after the the, sh the the final shattering and the creation of a corporeal reality, uh, the will to receive reached its final level, the grief, the final shattering of that. And after the after 14 billion years of what we call space-time evolution, we end up with roughly 8 billion souls, give or take. That number has grown exponentially in the last couple of hundred years. Why? Because eventually each person alive represents a... A potential for correction. Potential for for correction. Great. Um, so, as the ego grows, I can see it. As the ego grows, uh, we have to have more living people to sort of carry that potential. If you had fewer people, it would become it would be very uh, difficult for you to um, to to correct all that that big desire. So the desire, the the ego, is sort of divided into smaller and smaller pieces. So, in a way, you don't know exactly how these calculations work. You, you can this you have to kind of see the entire system to know why this uh, you know this one is born, this one dies, all, all those things. But For sure, if nature allows for another human to be born, there's another potential for correction. It balances the system. And on average, we see that this number is on the rise because the ego is really grown, has grown. The last couple hundred years were like the final sort of like um, expression of the will to receive the ego. And now we're entering correction. If we won't do it, we'll see some drastic changes. Also, not going to get into it. Uh, the point is yes, so um, it, it is related, uh, but not in such not in such a way that this is automatically corrected. This person now has to also grow and find a, an environment where they can start to to do this work. And but the good news is everyone is moving in that direction. So every person born today is likely being moved towards the general correction because this is the time that we're in right now, from around. On the 16th century, but more kind of specifically the late 90s. About Salam writes talks about 1995. Kabbalists don't speak about space and time because those fluctuate. They only exist in our subjective experience. So they talk about states that have to happen. And he saw that it's time. That, that, that we, we've reached the sort of a ripening of the will to receive. So it was around the 90s. All right, I'm going to do a blitz because we, we will have to probably go to our Zoom. If you're a grad environment um, student, if you went to CABU and you did the courses and you paid to be in the grad environment, you will be invited to a, uh, a personal Zoom session 
members only zoom session you'll get to ask more questions so this is should be a good incentive for you if you're just starting out here go to cub you sign up become a member take the self-study courses they're amazing take the q a's get a feel for the bigger system because it's hard to answer everything every question relates to another question take that and then join the grad environment and then you can be on the zoom and ask even more questions and then other places as well so we'll do another five minutes of blitz and then we'll go to the zoom so earl is asking how do we know we are gaining progress in uh, with the creator well you, you're not you have to be in a group you have to follow the method work in a group uh, follow the principles of rabash uh, our teacher's teacher who outlined the work in the group where you learn how to work with these growing desires uh, the right intention uh, annulment and uh, and and um, uh, an impression and, uh, uh, and and buying a friend and all, all those different qualities that we engage with in the group, you do that and then the light works on you and you begin your um, preparation work towards uh, adhesion with the creator. Right now, humanity is, is is only an adhesion with the creator's backside, as it were. It's it's really the negative forces of nature pushing us to. Uh, ask why am I getting all these blows? What, what do I have to do? Who do I have to talk to? It's it's for that. So you're kind of seeing the backside of it. Belthrus, uh, Belthrus. How to help people with negative sexual addictions like sadomasochism, pornography? Uh, as I mentioned, if this is a if this is a pathological problem. Uh, if it reached that point, then they probably need professional help, right? They need to acknowledge they have a problem and go get treatment. There are centers for rehab and all those things. If it's on the level of an obsession, which is it's 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 time consuming, it's it's energy consuming, but it's not on the level that it's pathologically harmful to them, then the general answer is always start working towards correction. Start correcting your desires in the group towards spirituality. They will override all these other desires. You don't have to address them directly. A person's desire to watch porn will just going to go down. A person's desire to engage in other kinds of uh, unhealthy activity will go down. He will gradually move into balance because I can't expound it right now, but it will basically reorient them in in this field by adding this other desire. Right now, you add um, you take a particle that's that's not charged, and you add a plus to it. Let's say, okay, suddenly you have a plus desire against the minus desires, and now it can be a charged particle. It can move through the field towards the right influence. So away from egoistic fulfillments, all kinds of egoistic fulfillments, to the point that it's even hurting you, towards spiritual fulfillments that have to do with the connection with others. Uh, Talented dad, daddy. Physical sex can result in a new... Oh, well, we did that. Uh, Gigi Gianni. Nice name. <laughs> I love the names today. Um, what happens if we have not received in many years? I have been celibate since 2009. Am I deficient based or not on receiving sexual? This is a good question. In general, I'll tell you this. The purpose of creation is to receive pleasure. That's what you learn day one of, of, of Kabbalah. The creator created this whole craziness to eventually have a creature... Someone who's outside of him, even though we can't really grasp what it means, but outside of him that can receive all the pleasure he wants to give you. So the purpose of creation is to enjoy, period. Now, 
along the way we got confused about many things and we tried different ways to minimize the suffering minimize the attachments to different desires so i will retreat to here or retreat to there and i will i will keep myself in this way or i will breathe less or, or eat less or talk less or all kinds of things have sex less as a uh, sort of a localized uh, solution it it might work for some people we have a friend by the way in the um uh, in the um in the group in in georgia not georgia the state georgia the the country in the in, in europe all right um he's uh he was uh, uh, um, a monk uh, who took a vow of silence he was silent for 14 years didn't speak and he found Kabbalah and now he speaks he doesn't shut up <laughs> he's a great friend uh, but he um, he, he found uh, the balance so he didn't he didn't have to engage in such an extreme act of rebalancing to balance out the unbalanced corporeal life he was living so my advice to you is find a, a spiritual path maybe Kabbalah is for you try it out and let the path help you find a new balance and if you decide that man i don't need this whole sexual thing because it, you know it, it it it's a form of connection uh and you know so but if you decide that you still don't need it if that's what you feel go for it but if uh, maybe you will discover that you you know don't need that extreme adjustment and you can allow yourself to you know have food sex family um, have some money, have some, you know, have knowledge, have control over your life. This is all part of creation. Uh, Richard, Richard Lively. Is there a mitzvot in the sum of all 613 in the heart that is specifically a, a sexual nature? Uh, a lot of the mitzvot are uh, sexual um, in nature. Why? Because, um, because uh, they deal with the connection. So, for example, they talk about uh, uh, not coveting your your friend's wife, or um, uh, they have all these prohibitions in the Bible about wasting your semen and about uh, virginity and about oh, uh, um, incest. All those things have to do with the correct relationships. I will actually um, before just before we close, I'll give you. Um, hold on, let's see. I'll give you, here's a quick FAQ, not to be pronounced the wrong way. Hold on. Okay, so um, some uh, frequently asked questions, just to remind you, and again, we have to close. If, if you guys are interested, maybe we can do another session. I, I keep saying, I'm not sure how you can let us know what you want to see in, in these sessions. I'm here every five weeks. So if you want to see more Kabbalah um, and and uh, sex and Kabbalah and spirituality. We'll do another session on it. Uh, so here's just uh, you know at a glimpse, uh, at a glance, uh, a few questions. So sexual pleasure, it's the fusion of all the people together into one unique desire and its fulfillment. That's kind of the ultimate, right? Pleasure that we're talking about. Um, male and female, remember, uh, unrelated to gender, it's a giver and a receiver, light and vessel. It's that in interplay. Obsession and addiction, as we, as I mentioned, there's a new need. They represent new needs that come from the new level, 
And we try to fill them using the old methods. That's that's what, what it is. Once we change that attitude, we seek uh, spiritual fulfillment through connection. Um, the the um, um, it will it will it will change. Just a word, just to understand, the corporeal level is the lowest level. Meaning, once a person lives in spirituality, he attained a spiritual certain spiritual level. The corporeal level will only be there to support his spiritual connection. So, if I have spiritual connection, uh, I, I may also want to complement it with this physical sex uh, act of sex with my partner, for example. But no spiritual connection, no incentive for sex um, uh, necessarily, because it, it's just not the continuation of the same the same act. Uh, okay, so interesting thing there about how things will change as we go up the degrees sex will resume its place as a more functional thing because the pleasure will come from somewhere else uh, virginity here uh, for example it's a new state a new portion of the desire that has not yet gone through any corrections uh, sex as we said it's a physiological expression of the spiritual connection um, although one has not to do with the other and coupling is the entrance and departure of light that qualifies the vessel. It's that action, just like in the corporeal act, that creates this. Um, what we experience here is arousal in spirituality. It it creates just the right connection between the light and the vessel. I I think uh, that's all the time that we have uh, for us, uh, and uh, I had a great time talking about the subject. Uh, despite all the technical difficulties so thank you for being uh, here uh, for this and like I said I will be here um, in uh, five weeks again uh, God willing and um, uh, for those of you who are GE members we'll see you on the zoom everyone else have a good night and come join us